Hi and welcome to another podcast. Thank you for joining me. Trauma has become renowned for its ability to disconnect us from our lives, selves and others. And I want to talk to us and you about that today. Because when I talk, I also talk to myself in that I continually remind myself to think of these things that I speak of because they also help me as a human to continue to practice. Because I believe that we have to walk the talk, but to walk the talk, we have to do it every day. And I want to continue to learn and grow as well, so I'm doing that alongside you. Personally, I know firsthand, as I've experienced through rape, PTSD, losing a child, pre- and post-natal depression, and many other experiences, how trauma affects us. What people do not realize, though, is trauma isn't reserved for the most life-altering moments. It also affects us when we lose our jobs, a friendship, get yelled at, get an illness that changes our lives, and even in today's world of the pandemic, when we lose the life we once knew as normal and all that comes with it. Anytime someone or something scares us and the fear stays with us, it creates trauma when we do not believe we have the ability to cope with a certain problem. This leads to our adaptative behaviours or adaptive behaviours, fight or flight, run, hide, deny, project, addiction. It is not trauma itself that causes the most problems long term. It's the adaptive behaviours, how it messes with our psyche and prevents us living a healthy lifestyle in regular or unknown situations. We tend to not be able to function as well as we could. Does anyone resonate with that? With trauma, needing, not needing to be a life-altering event? Have you had an experience that you remember as a childhood and you never did it again because your parents yelled at you? My whole point of being here on social media was to build an authentic connection so I could experience it in a positive manner. I have made friends that I've never met and sent them gifts. And I have made friends I have met that I now feel are an enriching part of my life and family. I have learnt yoga, completed my yoga teacher training, become an author and been able to teach yoga and fitness to people all around the world. I use social media to give many of my lessons away for free on Vimeo and YouTube and my Instagram is also for free. I'm not a sponsored athlete and I don't get things for free. But I'm grateful that I can use my professionals, a health and well-being consultant, personal trainer, writer and yoga teacher to help others and pay it forward. I hope one day I'll be making the ability to make a better income where I can do more and help others in a larger capacity. That would be a dream. But for now, I do what I can because it's building an authentic social media connection rather than striving for a number that's important for me. I have been able to earn an income, however, and pay my bills during this difficult time of pandemic. Without social media, I don't think I would have. So it's really important to acknowledge how social media can benefit our lives. But it can only benefit our lives when we use it authentically. It can only benefit our lives when we use it wisely and be responsible with it. Just like I use it to call my mother and father in Australia and brother. Or I've watched my friends get married in England. It's a true gift in a world that is so void of physical contact right now. 
at least we can have the visual contact. When you use social media in a genuine way to stay in touch with others, learn, grow and build friends, it is reported that those people that use it this way do not experience the anxiety or depression associated with it, as opposed to those who use it in a non-authentically way. Like chasing the number, trying to make the perfect post, or comparing themselves to others, not thinking they are enough and commenting negatively on strangers or others' posts. The reason people try to use social media non-authentically is they are confused with attention and connection. These are not the same thing. However, in an instant gratification world, it feels like they are. The numbers and likes become like a drug and become your self-worth. Rather than a part of life, they become our reason to live and we in turn disconnect from the life and who we are eventually feeling lost or unworthy when the pedestals fall, which they all do for everyone. There's no perfect person. So what is the solution for this? When we work on an authentic connection with others, we can see that we actually are building connection with ourselves. In today's world, most people believe that connection is something transactional or must be earned to show you are worthy enough when it is really about being willing and willing enough to see love instead of fear, to be kind instead of hate, to find possibilities instead of impossibilities, to be willing enough. As humans at our core, we have a need to connect. That is why as punishment in the hunters and gatherers days, they would also use being banned from the tribe if they did something wrong as punishment. Because when you were kicked out of a tribe, survival was very difficult. Lack of connection is wired to the survival deep down in our old brains, hence this. That is why studies show people with authentic communities live longer than those who do not have them. When we are disconnected, we feel unsure, lost and isolated, and all that we ever believed is challenged. As the world operates in many ways, not just the way we are conditioned, taught or believe. It does or did. This is why so often we argue with another and we see things differently because it makes us feel disconnected from our beliefs and our knowing and hence disconnected from our community subconsciously and ourselves and our brain kicks into that survival mode to reconnect, to prove a point. Has anyone ever felt like this? Isolated or disconnected when you have an argument? or you see differently from another, you wonder how the two points of views could even exist. Trying to prove your point just to get back to that kind of zone of evenness or comfortableness so you don't feel so out on a limb. When we are healing, the most pivotal experience we need to grasp in the abilities to take down our walls and open up again where our emotional wounds lie. The conversations we have are not there to prove wrong and right. They're to open our lives to know there's many different ways to live. And some of it we will suit and some we won't. But if we never open our eyes, we'll never have the opportunity to see it all. You see, healing sits right in our ability to simply show up as we are and trust and believe and have faith in better tomorrows. As we work on ourselves, it is that ability to see the castle in the sky and trust and believe 
we have the tools to build our stairs to it. It is the knowledge that, even though we get burned, we will rise from the ashes, but not the same as we were. It's about giving ourselves compassion and respect to cherish our time and remember that time only heals if we work on ourselves. Think of it like the Japanese art of kinjunji. I never say this right, but you can have a giggle. Kin, golden, tsuji, joinery. Literal translation, and someone else can say it better than me, to join with gold. The broken pieces of a smash pot should be carefully picked up, resembled and then glued together with lacquer inflated, inflected with a very luxurious gold powder. powder. In the process, there should be no attempt to disguise the damage. Just like when I can't speak the word well, it's important to own it. The reason behind this is to render the fault lines beautiful and strong. The elegant veins of gold are there to highlight that breaks have rich elegance, all of their own. What is ironic is we are taught that trust is built when nothing is ever broken. However, trust is formed when something is broken and repaired again. You see, our connections and reconnections are often strongest when we forge them ourselves. It's so important to understand that to build anything in life is about forging it ourselves. It's not about having it easy. It's not about having it perfect. It's not about anything more than going on the discovery process of it where we forge them ourselves. It is often when we become aware as we heal, we realize not everything big in our lives caused our trauma. Of course, it does assist that process as well. But some of the smaller journeys that we took also caused that adaptation or trauma that no longer serves us in our big life. So often we adapt as children to handle the situations, but they don't serve us in our big life. Some of the seemingly uneventful, normal everyday events, such as our parents yelling at us, a teacher saying we did wrong caused our adaptations and traumas with the fear that is woven into our human experiences that make us adapt or handle things in certain ways that could be handled better. And when we weave the golden lacquer into our cracks, not unlike the Japanese art, we find our foundations of growth end up being our new strengths and joys. Those cracks end up being filled with light. However, we must first remember that every crack or every place of fear that was woven into our life must be addressed, no matter if big or small, to truly heal, rebuild authentic connections and a journey that serves us. I hope you enjoyed and have a great day. Namaste.